Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. For the progressive, the world started yesterday. It is something my father has been saying for years. For years. I grew up differently than you. That much is for sure. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. There's a reason for this. We often hear the political left discuss things in, in these terms. In the way, in, in the idea of we need a bold, fresh solution. We need to have comprehensive immigration reform. We need. All of these things are based in the idea that these people now, in this moment in time, completely disconnected from anything else, from everything else, including history and culture, somehow know better often described as having this idea of a secret knowledge. You've often heard me discuss it. Barry Weiss discussed this when she resigned from the New York Times. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the playwright. Uh, The guy who curses every four seconds, David Mamet. I forgot David Mamet's name. Uh, Blank me. Uh, He wrote a book about it. Secret knowledge. It is this idea that some people believe that they truly know and everybody else needs to be spoon-fed what this information is because they can't handle it all at once. It's the, the, the work of the elitist. In order for the elitist to be elite, how could they ever allow themselves to be subject to the rigors and reality of history? How, how could that possibly happen? The rigors and reality of history would teach people never ever, ever go down the road of socialism. But the elitist will tell you how they know how to do it. The other people simply did it wrong. This is how it has to be done. Or there is no recognition that it was attempted and done wrong in the past. And when I say done wrong, implemented faithfully, as Donald Trump said in the United Nations a few years ago, and therefore led to hell and disaster. Why should we recognize that? We're us. This is now. That was then. Why can't you think of of the moment? When they referred to the Constitution as something that's old. The Constitution is so backwards. The Constitution is keeping us from a better life. Why in the world do we need capitalism? Capitalism is a burden. Capitalism destroys lives. Capitalism keeps people poor. Of course, none of these things are true if you have any connection to history at all. If you simply read a book, if you accept, if you accept that the world didn't start yesterday. But for the progressive, the world had to start yesterday. If it didn't, if it doesn't, how then could they move about their own theories, their own philosophies, and engage a concept of their own power, and yes, prove their elitism worthy? They have to have thought of the idea, come up with the vision 
ta-da, all by themselves. From a very early age, my father has been saying to the left, the world started yesterday. And he would usually say it in the guise of, they think that there's a Starbucks, well, that was in later life, but they think there's a diner on every corner just because that's the way it always is. It's not the way it always is. It is sensational and phenomenal that there's a diner on every corner. Now, my father was born in Brooklyn and grew up in Jersey and didn't realize if you drove 120 miles to the west, no one ever heard of a diner, but neither here nor there. There was at least a diner on every corner. I grew up with the Shamrock Diner, or you went to the Red Oak Diner, or sometimes we drove to the Lunabell Diner. These are all real places, by the way. The Shamrock is now the Middletown Diner. I think the Red Oak is gone. I have no idea if the Lunabell is there. But man, they had some good desserts. There was a Queen Nefertiti Diner. There was everything, people. New Jersey was a land of omelets and lobster tails all on the same menu. Mwah! Chef's kiss. Me, the fries with gravy. Uh, fries with gravy is the Jersey version of poutine. Just, just, just let Jersey have it and move on with your day. The world didn't start yesterday. We have history. And the history is something to teach. The problem is we have an, an, a never-ending number of people in positions of power who believe that the world started yesterday and because they say it, it must be true. That history is unimportant. What they say about the history is important. The progressive in this case is very much like the never Trumper of 2016. What do you mean you're going to vote for Trump? We are conservatism and we told you not to do that thing. Listen to us. I'm Bill Crystal. Now come on my cruise. And the American people said, and I'm quoting here, and the rest is history. In Canada, Vladimir Zelensky came to visit after his time at the United Nations, where he spent that time lecturing to the rest of us about global warming. True story. It happened. Not a good look. While in Canada the Canadians decided to pay homage to a man by the name of Jaroslav Hunka, H-U-N-K-A. They called him a Ukrainian hero. They called him a Canadian hero. Who is this 98-year-old that the Speaker of the Canadian House was cheering who is it that House Speaker Anthony Rota of Canada was cheering and getting people to rise to their feet and applause? Who is this guy? Who is this 98-year-old? Well, if you listen to the Canadians, they'll tell you he fought in the Volunteer 1st Ukrainian Division in World War II. The Volunteer 1st Ukrainian Division? Oh, my gosh! That guy must have been a hero taking on all them krauts. No. By the way, I'm going to get emails for that one. And I know I am. And I was going with the theme. I apologize. I'm, I'm getting emails. You know and I know it. Um, 
the first Ukrainian division was not a, uh, well, it, it had another name. The first Ukrainian division in World War II was also known as the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS. Also referred to as, I believe you pronounce it, the SS Galachina. The Canadian Parliament stood and applauded a Nazi. This is what happened. The question, of course, is how did it happen? Or how did it happen? I shouldn't say it in the past tense. How could this have happened? How did it happen? How could it have happened? How in the world do you end up applauding this man? How? Well, first, you have the speaker falling on his sword, saying that nobody else but me knew that we were going to salute this man, Hunka. So he now takes all the other people in the parliament off the hook. Here's the speaker saying this guy fought for freedom. Give him a cheer. And everyone said, ah, there's a cheer right there. Because why would you not believe the speaker? The question is, how did the speaker get to this moment? Do I believe that the speaker is a Nazi, supportive of Nazis, and wanted to cheer Nazis? I don't believe that to be true. Now, this is a PR disaster. A PR disaster. Prime Minister Trudeau had to come out and make a, a statement, and the statement is, well, special. Obviously, it's extremely upsetting that this happened. Uh, the speaker, speaker has uh, acknowledged his mistake uh, and has apologized. Uh, but this is something that is deeply embarrassing to the Parliament of Canada and, by extension, to all Canadians. Uh, I think particularly of Jewish MPs and all members of the Jewish community across the country who are uh, celebrating Yom, or commemorating Yom Kippur today. Uh, I think it's going to be really important that all of us push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation, and continue our steadfast and unequivocal support for Ukraine uh, as uh, we did last week with announcing uh, further measures to stand with Ukraine in uh, Russia's illegal war against it. Now, um, you could have said celebrating Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, part of the Jewish New Year. You had Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, eight days later. Yom Kippur, you want to be inscribed in the Book of Life. It's uh, And you're, you're, you're going over your sins, trying to atone for what you've done wrong. How are you going to have a better year going forward? Uh, that, that's, that's what it is. Actually, it's a concept. I, I've always found it uh, to be quite beautiful. But never mind where Jewish Canadians are. What the hell is this about pushing back against Russian propaganda? You honored a Nazi in the Canadian Parliament, and then you end with this. Push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation, and continue our steadfast and unequivocal support for Ukraine. How do the Russians get involved in all of this? Oh, that's right. The Russians have been making the claim that the Ukrainians are Nazis, and now you've given them ammunition. The Russians will also remind you, dear Canada, 
Justin, my boy, who, by the way, we should be clear, your dad's Fidel Castro, right? Justin, Justin, your mom totally did it with Fidel Castro, didn't she? Justin, little Jay, you know it, I know it, the photos don't lie. Your daddy is Fidel, and uh, Prince Harry's daddy was the bodyguard. These are the things we know. Khloe Kardashian's daddy was OJ. Is there anything else we need to discuss right now about who was fathering whom and when? Good Lord. Act like we can't see with our own eyes. What the hell? The Russians are going to remind you that they were part of the forces fighting the Nazis. That they have the history of fighting for what good is good and is right. And you're celebrating Nazis, you Canadians. This is a PR win for Russia in ways that cannot be understood. How did it happen is the question. And the answer is no one knows history. Now, I could argue, clear as day, that I knew until yesterday absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing about the first Ukrainian division. And while I I would have known about referring to it as the Waffen, I would have known near nothing, if not nothing, about the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS. I admit that freely. But if I was going to honor somebody on the floor of Parliament, I would have done my research. But they didn't do any research. Why didn't they do any research? How is it possible that they did no research at all? How could they have not discovered this? How is it possible? And the answer is, this man is a freedom fighter. Okay, well, we've got we've got Zelensky coming. Let's just cheer him on. There was no thinking. It's not that they were thinking about doing something evil, doing something wrong, doing something rude, doing something disrespectful. There was no thinking whatsoever because the mind of these people said well, something good. This is all that matters. That was it. That was the alpha and the omega of the whole thing. No connection to history. No recognition of history. Wait a second. What was Ukraine's role in World War II? Nothing! Just up. Well, we're supportive of Ukraine now. Bad Russians. Cheer them. Cheer this guy. Oh, my. They think the world started yesterday. And this is just one of the many, many horrible things that happen. When you don't know history and when you believe yourself to be the arbiter. By the way, there is no excuse from the Canadian government. There is none that I will accept. I don't accept any excuse from Trump for having lunch with uh, Nick Fuentes and Kanye. 
You think I'm going to take an excuse from this? I'm Tony Katz. Representative Ocasio-Cortez making news again. And, oh, I have to I have to play the music? Do I have to? All right. Well, look, if, if those are the rules, those are the rules. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Let's see. I, I didn't even have it right. There it is. She is on uh, Face the Nation on CBS. And everyone's talking about the big strike. And, of course, Joe Biden going to be with the picket lines today. Joe Biden wasn't going to go and do anything with the strike. United Auto Workers against the big three, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. He wasn't going to get involved. He wasn't going to pick a side. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to be on the picket lines today. Why? Because Donald Trump is going to be on the picket line tomorrow his he already was planned to visit tomorrow so now all of a sudden biden's like oh i gotta get there today and of course he's gonna be on the side of the of the union of course he is and corinne jean pierre is trying to explain no 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 he's not picking a side but he does support unions he's the most pro-union president ever so he picked a side it's it's a clown show But Ocasio-Cortez is on uh, Face the Nation, and she gets asked about, you know, you bought a Tesla, but that's not union. You claim to be pro-union. Check this out. You were quoted back in July saying you look forward to buying a union-made electric vehicle, but you buy, but you currently have a non-union-made Tesla. UAW already makes some electric vehicles. Yes. So why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the the quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, no, the, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV. But that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available. Uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now so we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon um oh who believes this woman anymore just just a show of hands who but we see it was covid and so we had to buy a tesla is weird is weird you could have bought you could have purchased a hybrid you could have done anything and I'm not even anti-EV. I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. I'm anti-government force on electric vehicles. Really opposed. The government force is a problem. I'm gonna, I, I will get into it. But this is just... It's so ridiculous. And we're thinking about changing it right now. Why weren't you thinking about it the minute Joe Biden said COVID's over? Great, now I can go get a new car? Why didn't you sell the car to help your abuela when her roof was leaking and wasn't fixed? Who believes Representative Ocasio-Cortez? It is something, man. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.
Amazon wants $2.99 a month, and if they don't get it, they're going to serve you ads. You're not going to be able to watch all your possibly non-favorite shows without ads. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is going on, everybody? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. That's where it's at, people. Uh, I How many streaming services am I supposed to have? We're talking about Amazon Prime Video, which used to be free. You paid the $99 a month. You got the free delivery, and you, and you got the Amazon Prime. And now it's going to be $2.99 a month. Otherwise, they're going to be ads. I can't take the ads. I cannot take the ads, and I don't know if I need Amazon Prime. I'll watch less of it. I'm, I don't know if I'm spending the $2.99 a month. For Hulu, I think it's necessary because the Hulu ads are criminally insane. I don't know if you get them. I had actually checked with my morning show producer, and he's like, I get these ads all the time. Um, They can't be possibly marketed to me because I'm not a gay man. All the ads. I, I, I don't understand what's happening here. How is it possible that all of the ads are are geared towards uh, if if you are gay, if you are are this, if you take this medication, and I'm like I'm I am none of those things. Like there's not, neither is my wife. We're, we are totally out of the demo here. Why do we get these ads? I don't know, but I have to I have to do something about it. Admittedly, I use Hulu a whole stinking bunch. I do use Hulu a lot. And so now I, I am on Hulu. I'm on it right now. I'm, I'm in my account right now. And I have, so I've been trying to figure this out. Like I'm walking you through it. Like it's, it's your fault. I have what's known as the Legacy Disney Bundle. And, and it's because I set it up not through Hulu. I set it up through Verizon. Because Verizon offered me this deal. Hey, you, you got you use Verizon's our cell phone, and now you here, here, here's uh here's the here's the Disney Plus. I'm like, I don't want Disney Plus. And the kids were like, but I want to watch Loki. And I'm like, I'm a sucker. All right, fine. And, and look, I don't say fine to everything. I, I do not. I do not say fine to everything, but I I said fine uh to this, right? Sure, fine. Well, now I can't make the changes. I cannot make the changes to go about, you know, getting some kind of better better world on, on, on Hulu and get rid of these damn ads because it won't let me in. I keep trying to do it and it won't let me. So this is a, this is a giant call for help is, is, is what this is. I'm in desperate desperate need of of help in trying to figure this out because the the damn ads they are just the absolute worst and the ads themselves are insane the ads are criminally insane they make no sense whatsoever so I, I gotta see if I can I, I can do this. I don't know. Do I go to account settings? I don't know. Someone who has done this, who's been able to kind of change their plan 
Tell me what you do. Tell me how you do it because I'm, I'm living in hell. But I think the bigger story here is the $2.99. How much do we pay for content? And maybe that's a question of how much content we need. Exactly how much content is necessary? How much do you have to have in order to be satisfied, in order to be satiated? I want to push the idea that less is more. Less is more. That we don't need everything all the time. That we do not need to have all of this stuff. Less is more. You have an account for Netflix. You have an account for, for, for Disney+. Plus. You have an account for Paramount because you need Yellowstone. You have an account for Amazon Prime. Do you need it all? Do you need it all? In everything, the question is, do you need it all? This is a different conversation than how dare you have so much. There's a weird thing uh, that, that we get from people out there saying, how dare you have so much, you should have less. That usually comes from progressives. I'm going to get into this uh, specifically in the, in the conversation regarding energy. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that coming up in a, in a little bit. I am not asking it for the idea of the progressives' view of how you should lead a better life. Remember, progressives go about this idea where um, you'll, ha- you'll have nothing, you'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. Here, look, watch. Uh, let, me, let me search for this. You'll own nothing and be happy. This comes from um, the World Economic Forum back in 2016. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy is remarkably dangerous as as a thought. Because in order to own nothing and be happy, well, then what is the thing and who actually owns it? Who owns it? What is the thing? So, so let's talk about a house. If I own nothing, I don't own a house. If I own nothing, I don't own a car. If, if, if I own nothing, I don't own the clothes on my back. I don't own the TV in my living room. I don't own the book on my nightstand. And that book is the Bible. Now, now, full disclosure, that's not for me. I don't actually have the Bible on my nightstand. But you might. If indeed you own nothing, how could one possibly be leading a, a better life? So this was, was, was some of uh, what Klaus Schwab said. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. The U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower. You won't die waiting for an organ donor. They'll be made by 3D printers. 
You will eat much less meat. It'll be, a, quote, an occasional treat, not a staple, for the good of the environment and our health. My gosh. He's got a lot of things you need to do in order for everything to be better. I put forth to you that there is no way that this view of the world is better. There is no world anywhere where if you own nothing, you'll be happier for it. But there could be a world, specifically your world, where if you worried less about things, you could be happier. Those are two very different concepts. In concept A, we're talking about top-down authoritarianism. We're talking about a dictatorship where you are not a citizen, you are a subject to the whims of some cultural or economic elite who believe they should have dominion over you because you are not touched with the secret knowledge that they have. They know best, you know nothing, and you must be told and led by the hand. And if they just beat you enough, abuse you enough, shame you enough, attack you enough, ridicule you enough, you will wear your government-appointed gray garb and you'll await further instructions. You'll enjoy the green mush. It'll be delicious. Sometimes you'll get the red mush. Oh, that's a super treat. There are people who believe this, that they know and you don't, and therefore things must change. And they must change you in order to make things better. These people are dangerous. These people need to be absolutely beaten in every single way. They need to be ruined. They need to be wrecked. They need to be destroyed. And if you don't like that kind of language, at the very least, they have to lose. They have to lose. This is what has to happen. This is different, as I said, than you making the decision to call it simplify your life, or or really declutter your life. Are you somebody who lives and dies by your things? Is it always about your things? Or are the things there to complement your life? That's a worthy question. Things could be these streaming services. Do you watch them because you actually like the shows or do you watch them because, man, it's just so much easier than actually having to do something else? Like, I don't know, talk to your kids or whatnot. Maybe it's not that severe. Maybe it's dealing with a hundred other things. Maybe you're so used to looking at something, watching something, being engaged with something. You can't just read a book. You can't just take a breath of fresh air. You can't just be alone with your thoughts because in every single place, in every single instance, in every single way, you got to be preoccupied with all the other things because that's the only way you can feel some comfort is if you're being occupied at every moment. When we talk about kids being addicted to devices, this is what we're talking about. How do you allow yourself to be just okay with your own thoughts? It's okay to have your own thoughts. As a matter of fact, you should have them. 
And therefore, if you have an issue with that, if you're like, man, I never spend any time alone with my own thoughts, uh, just talking uh, to my spouse or just hanging with a friend or just really doing nothing. I'm always surrounded by all of these other things. Well, maybe these other things are part of the problem. Maybe you can cut a couple of these things. You're taking a look at your checkbook. You're taking a look at the money that you spend. Dear Lord, it's, was it now? It's going to be like $18 for the Hulu bundle and it's $15 for the Netflix. And Lord, and now I'm going to spend another $3 a month for the Amazon Prime on top of the $99 I already spent. And then, well, my, I need the, I need the, the Peacock or wherever, wherever Yellowstone is. And the next thing you know, you're spending $80 a month, spending $1,000 a year. Maybe you don't need to do that either. Well, that's, I mean, that's an economic question. I think the larger one is, what do you have all this stuff for? Stuff is not meant to replace actually living your life. Stuff is meant to better it. But if it's not bettering it, and it's taking the place of it, and it's taking control of it, get rid of it. That's individual. That's exactly what you should be doing. Looking, checking, seeing, taking stock in your life, assessing your own life and saying, this is working and this isn't. So I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to start doing that. And yes, it's going to be hard, but holy damn, it's going to be worth it in the long run. You doing that, I couldn't be more in favor of. I am totally, totally in favor of that 150% in favor of it actually could not be more in favor of it because you deciding for yourself man that's that's empowerment that's exactly what you need in a society that wants to tell you every second of every day how to live No, you deciding how you live. Man, that's some powerful stuff right there. In the same way, fighting those people who want to tell you how to live your life, well, that's that's something you can't get away from. If they want to tell you how to live your life, well, what if they tell you you have to have all of this and then you have to have this and then you have to do that and then you have to do the other? When do you get to have a, a moment to yourself? And maybe that's the plan. Never give you a moment to yourself so you're always doing what it is that's been reinforced to you. And you're like, Tony, you are getting super dystopian. No, I'm noticing. When I take a look at these ads that come to me on Hulu, I start to get the feeling that maybe these ads aren't accidental. Gay couple wants to live their lives together. No sweat off my nose. Go live your life. But you want to show me in a commercial every seven minutes the gay couple getting married and the gay couple doing this and the and the uh, issue with bigotry over here and the what is this? What is this signaling to me? I don't need any of this. I just told you go live your life. I didn't need to see the straight couple in this, that, and the other. You want to sell me a razor? Sell me a razor. Could you sell me a razor without showing me the transgender person who actually allowed themselves to be mutilated and have their perfectly healthy breasts removed and somehow pretend that they're a man when they're not? Oh, those commercials are back out. So what what are you selling me? What are you trying to... 
push at me. Why are you doing it? And aren't I better off saying, I don't want this. Maybe I'll decide to pay for ad free. That way, that way, I don't have to see it anymore. I'm willing to spend a little money not to see it because I like the content. Or I can just get rid of Hulu altogether. Gone. Goodbye. Because I don't need the messaging. Thank you. Just want the content. All that happens when you decide for your life. Not allowing a Klaus Schwab or anybody else to decide for you. So take a look. Let me know if you make any changes. I'm Tony Katz. What he said more broadly is he's going to shut down the free media in the United States. What he announced today as a candidate for president in 2023 is he's coming after the American media. He's coming after his political opponents. Funny Steve Schmidt, who uh, nobody pays attention to anymore except MSNBC. That's exactly what we have seen from this administration. We've seen you go after political opponents. Four indictments of Trump clearly puts the thumb on the scale regarding the election. And you shut down free media by preventing me and many others from having a conversation about, let's say, COVID vaccines or Lord only knows what else. And when the New York Post said, hey, we've got Hunter Biden's laptop, and we've got the story, you and others labeled it as Russian disinformation and prevented it from being shared. So you want me to worry about Trump? I'm worried about what's happening right now with your friend, Steve Schmidt. What about what's happening right now? Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today. Today.